This episode is sponsored by NatureBox. By going to naturebox.com and placing an order, you can get three free snacks by using promo code ORBS at checkout. Again, that's naturebox.com, promo code ORBS. Previously, on the Four Orbs. What the fuck? What is it? I don't know. It's, it's, it's a baby? A baby? A, a baby something. I'll, uh, I'll yell inside the, the temple. Guys, there's there's a, a baby out here. I'm not going to look at the me. A baby? <laughs> a baby? Well, bring it here. Fuck no, I'm not touching that thing. <sighs> Guys, this baby's talking. I'm just gonna leave? We're both gonna leave? I'm gonna look at Kev. I'll start to climb out. Yeah, I wanna go out there. We gotta figure out what he's saying. Felomir, do you know what he's saying? No. The baby's head tilts back and pukes a stream of red blood onto the white snow. It twitches violently as it begins to curl backwards, bending its spine into a perfect curve. You hear the bones snap while these spasms continue, and then it finally lays still. What the fuck was that? Is it dead? I'm going to touch it with the bolt again. Okay. Yeah, it sizzles. But it's it's not reacting any it longer. It is not reacting anymore. Does this. it seem very dead? Uh, considering you're sizzling its skin and it's not moving or twitching, yeah, I would say it's pretty dead. Well, I think we at least dodged something here. <laughs> Even if it just kind of happened, we, I think we got lucky. You know, I don't know. I mean, this thing is a baby. It looks like it was just born. Yo, what if there's a bigger one up there somewhere? And I'll start, like, looking in, uh, in the sky. Well, I would say we leave it. Well, of course we're leaving <laughs> it. I would say we move on, too. I don't I don't know what else we're going to do with this thing. All right, I guess we're leaving. And I'm just going to start walking. All right, so you start moving west. The deepness of the snow begins to shallow, though. You continue to push forward and begin to notice you are approaching and entering a set of foothills. You come across natural rock formations, creating small plateaus. Eventually, you realize you are walking on the side of a mountain, and then something comes into view for you. Monastic buildings made of rock built into the side of the mountain, and ends at, the, at a large circular area with stone homes around its circumference. A large, dark-feathered creature pounces down from the cave entrance above, and as it lands on top of you, Keth, it pushes you to the ground. Oh, help! Crit. Ooh, chugga, 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 chugga. Crit! Ooh. Sweet, because it's crit. And I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to uh, bash him in the face. All right, you take your mace and just slam it back into the forehead of it where you already hit it, and its skull just cracks in, and it's dead. I'm going to hit it a couple more times in All anger. Right. Oh, my God. Do we look on in horror? So the five of you move a little closer to the mine entrance just to kind of inspect what you have found. And Felomir, using your detect magic ability, there are very small specks and points of arcane energy all throughout the walls of this mine. This must have been a mining village of some sort. And whatever they were mining, though, it was something with arcane origins.
The five of you stand at the entrance of a mine on the side of a mountain. A wind pushes through and ruffles the feathers of the vrocks and kicks up flurries of snow around you. The corpses of the two vrocks lay quietly on the ground. It is still very cold, but not pushing sub-zero temperatures anymore. However, after being involved in this fight, I need constitution saves against exhaustion as you are still not clothed to handle these temperatures. 14. Are you serious? 15. Right Don't be exhausted. 13? 14. 11. So, Keth and Finch, you two are already at level one of exhaustion? Correct. And what was yours? 11, Finch? Yes. You're now level two exhaustion. Fantastic. Everyone else succeeded on their constitution saving throws. So, Finch, what that means for level two, in case you do not remember, your speed is currently halved. And what was the other thing that I got with just level one, too? Level one is disadvantage on ability checks. I used all of my lucky dice for that just then. Uh-oh. <laughs> I was not trying to... Like, I feel like not being exhausted is worth not having... Because ain't nobody else got lucky dice. Like, I'm on the same level as y'all pleasant. At the entrance of the mine, you see metal cart tracks and some old carts toppled over. Shovels, pickaxes, and metal buckets also line the walls at the, ent at the entrance. In the walls of the mine, you see small glints of shine flicker at the movement of the key of Kilnar. It is some sort of crystalline dust. Well, that looks interesting. And I'm just going to, like, walk in there. Okay. To the nearest glimmer. All right, you can just take a look at it and yes. try to figure out what it is. Mm -hmm. Give me an intelligence check. 20. Awesome. <laughs> That's actually perfect. Um, give. Are you proficient in Arcana as well? Yes. Uh, give me a, another intelligence check. 21. You almost immediately recognize what this dust is, and you get extremely excited about it because it is one of the most rare minerals in all of Asus at this moment in time. You find out that it is iridarium, commonly known as conjuring cobalt. Well, what is it? What is it? This is this is amazing. Give me a another or give me your choice, arcana or history check. Nine. You 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 kind of can't remember some of the historical details of the mineral, but you just know that it's very rare at this time. This is iridarium. You know, conjuring cobalt. I Are you uh, proficient in history or arcana, Dorth? No. Is anyone else? Yes, I'm proficient in arcana. Okay. Uh, give me a arcana check then. It is 11. That's actually good enough. Cool. You hear Felomir say conjuring cobalt, and you also realize what this is because it's something that you studied whenever you realized you got uh, powers as a sorcerer, and you wanted to know what you needed in order to kind of hone those skills. Conjuring Cobalt is the mineral core of all magic items, including arcane-focused weapons that casters use to harness their spellcasting. But since the dawn of Life Force became a requirement to cast spells, not many spellcasters still carry one. It is also a required ingredient in magical items. Felomir, as she's telling you this, you then realize that there was also a small mine in Lethansis that uh, would also mine Iridarium. But it was very small, and it was like the, it's the only known vein in all of Asus at this time. The crafting of magical items has been lost since Mithron was covered in darkness, and this is possibly why. None of you know the actual process in crafting a magical item, but with there being pretty much no iridarium available to, available to people, it would make sense that the iridarium is harvested from existing magical items. So it's worth a lot of money? It's worth much more than that. We can... You can craft magical items with this. Yeah, I mean, this is a, a base source for a lot of magic. Magical oh. items that are worth a lot of money? 
I mean, probably. Yes. Oh, let's go in there. I will also start to walk in. All right. I want to also just be noticeably kind of sluggish and uh, maybe shiver every now and then and kind of like definitely not perked up. My shoulders are slumped. Yeah, the four of you do notice that Finch has become like severely exhausted. Like it's completely visible that he is showing exhaustion. I'm not picking up my feet when I walk. Like are they're we, dragging ass. Are we still outside in the snow? You're currently at the entrance of the mine, so yes. Keth starts to move into the mine. Is anyone else interested in following him immediately? This iridarium. Okay. Is it like how abundant is it in here? In here it's just like small little specks and you don't know like how iridarium is completely crafted. So you don't really know what you would be looking for when it comes to the mineral itself. Would there be any way to remove some? Uh, from the wall? Yeah, I mean, possibly. What kind of tools do you have to do that? Magic. <laughs> the power of you're will. Gonna, you're just going to cast Eldritch Blast at it a couple times? Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say, throw one of Astra's famous fireballs at it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got, I got a dagger. That's probably the okay. most useful thing. Um, so you notice that like the specks are kind of like you take your finger and you rub like against a stone and you do see like that crystalline dust that I was mentioning. And you kind of like try to rub it off your fingers, but it kind of just stains your finger. So you don't know if this is exactly what you're looking for when it comes to the mineral itself. Maybe just like some residual. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to definitely keep an eye out for some harvestable. Okay. But you're going to start specimens. moving after Keth, I'm assuming. Yes. Anyone else trying to hold back a little bit? I'm going to follow behind Felomir and also mention to him that uh, if he finds some mineable uh, iridarium, that uh, I would like to collect a stone or two to send back to the Crimson Command when we reach uh, civilization again. And if iridarium's hard for people to remember, just remember the nickname's Conjuring Cobalt. I'm going to follow behind Finch because I don't want to be last. So that leaves you, Asher, at the entrance all by yourself, unless you want to follow immediately. Oh, I was going to say, since Finch isn't looking so good, if I could just get like my bedroll and like wrap it around him as like a <laughs> comforter kind of thing. Uh, like, sure. I mean, you could like catch up to him and try and yeah, throw it over his shoulders. Just to kind of, I don't know, maybe help him. <laughs> I'll give a nod and say thank you and yeah. kind of like hold on to it over my shoulders and nah, keep but, shuffling along. Yeah, I'll follow and like I'll I'll go ahead of them. Okay. When she puts the blanket over you, you should like throw it off like James Brown. <laughs> <laughs> a lot like going into a mine with sunlight. As you enter the mine, you notice that it starts to get dark because you're not completely outside anymore. So those with dark vision, you begin to be able to see the 20 feet or whatever you can see is with dark vision. Finch and Astra, you cannot see into the corridor of this of this mine. You can only see the exit, the entrance. Hold, hold. Is Keth right in front of me? Uh, I mean, you're, I think you're trailing behind, so. Yeah, I'm just gonna like reach out a hand until I kind of find him. Okay. Assuming it's like a straight path. So those with dark vision, you start seeing Astra like trying to reach <laughs> into the darkness. <laughs> whoa, whoa, what's wrong? Uh, I, I can't really see right now. I'm just, where are you, Keth? Where are you? I'm, I'm right here. Okay. I'll walk over. <laughs> Wait, I have a question. Uh, okay. So I have a drum, right? Yep. Do I have drum sticks? It's up to you. Did you put it? I mean, I would say they would come with a drum, yeah. I have drum sticks. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm just going to pull out one of my drum sticks and just hold it like about, you know, face height and just cast light. Perfect. On it. 
So you cast light, and then all of a sudden, Astra and Finch, you can now see in the darkness that green film, and y'all's dark vision kicks off. And now you can see the, I think it's 20 feet of is the range of light. Yes. Bright light for a 20-foot radius and dim light for another additional 20 feet. Okay, so y'all can see a total of 40 feet, Finch and uh, Astra, but you, the extra 20 feet of that 40 feet is dim. For dark vision, you see 20 feet past the dim light, right? Dark vision is 60 feet, okay. although mine is 100. Of normal vision. Yes. Which would be... 60 feet past the 40. I'm going to treat your devil's sight mm-hmm. in this specific scenario as you see the whole 100 feet, the light of 20, mm-hmm. the dim of 20, and then 60 dark vision. Okay. Just because it's not really magical darkness, which is kind of the whole point yeah. I've been trying to make in this whole arc. <clears throat> You're welcome. Uh, thank you, Dora. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So as you start to move into the mine, you get about 20 feet into it, and you start to feel a thump in the ground. The thump grows stronger, hitting about every three seconds. You think back, and this is the same thumps you had heard in the night while snowed in at the temple. It grows stronger and stronger, and you look to the outside and see a large spike pierce the ground in the center of the little village you just fought in. Give me dexterity saving throws. Can I ask, is that spike coming up or coming down? Going down into the ground. Crit. Is this a spell or a trap? This is a dexterity saving throw. It's not a spell or a trap. Okay. This is not a check, though. This is a saving throw, so you don't have disadvantage if you have level one exhaustion. Crit. 20. 15. 18. All right. You hold steady and keep yourself from falling prone, but then give me perception checks. Me and Keth just start ballroom dancing while this is going on. (laughs) Is this going to be a disadvantage for me then? No. No. Five. Seven. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Thirteen. Dorothy and Felomir, with the rumbling of the ground as the spike is just pushing further into the ground, you still maintain to watch what's happening exactly. You can tell that this spike is roughly 30 feet in diameter, but pierced deep into the ground. You see that the surface of the spike has a hard shell, almost like a crustacean shell. And after three more thumps, the spike lifts up, leaving a large hole in the center of that mining village. It kicks back and you hear a rumbling from above. You see rocks falling over the mine's entrance. Give me dexterity saves one more time. Nine. Fifteen. Twelve. Seventeen. Eight. Keth. Felomir. You dart away from the entrance, keeping yourselves out of the falling rubble as it falls from the ceiling. Astra, Dorothy, and Finch, as you are lagging behind in the group, rubble falls onto you and you take damage. Astra, you take 16 damage. Dorothy, you take 7. Finch, you take 14. Astra, I also need you to take a con save in this situation. 20. As the rubble hits all of you, a big chunk, though, hits you straight in the back of the head, Astra, almost knocking you out, but you push forward and kind of fall into the uh, area that is not directly under all the rubble that's falling. But unfortunately, the three of you are also pinned underneath the rubble. Astra, I need you to roll a d4. Three. One, two, three, four. I knew it. <laughs> Your right leg is pinned in the rubble. Oh, my God. Doroth, I also need you to roll a d4. Ain't no zeros on D4. Four. My left leg. Your left leg is pinned in the rubble. Finch. 
Four. Your left leg is also pinned in the rubble as y'all dive out of the rubble itself. No, no, guys! Well, what happened? I'm stuck. I'm pinned. No. All right. At this moment, I need everyone to take initiatives. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. 17. Oh, uh... 18. Critical. 12. 13. This is not combat initiative, but I just need it in order to keep track of what everyone's doing. If you can't decide what you want to do and you wish to delay, you pass. You don't do anything for that turn. You freeze in the sense of you don't know what to do. So Astra, Dorth, and Finch, you feel completely pinned, but I need you to roll a d4 again for me. Two. Okay, so two means there's a large boulder on your leg. It's being like held with some rubble underneath to where you really just can't pull your ankle out. Dorth? Four. Um, four means you are vastly stuck, almost like your entire, like all the way to your thigh. Like your leg is deep inside of that rubble. Finch? Two. So yeah, you are pretty much in the same situation as Astra, where your boulder is on top of your leg, but there's rubble kind of keeping it loose, but you just can't really pull your leg out. So, first in the order, Dorth. I'm going to cast Sending. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) In this time of need, you reach out to... Velmir. (laughs) The fuck you mean? Dearest Velmir, (laughs) I am trapped within the mines of Mithron. There's a large crustacean creature who is attacking us. And you're saying this out loud? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) There's a large crustacean creature who is attacking us. Just thought you would like to know my current predicament. Love to hear from you sometime. Dorith. Heart emoji. After Dorith. That's going to be my turn. (laughs) After Dorith is Catholic. All right. Uh, so, with the deck saves, I specifically need to know if it's a uh, spell or a trap in the future, because I've got abilities that I never use, and I finally wrote it down, so I'll remember. Gotcha. Um, so, I'm gonna rush over to Astra, and I'm going to see the big rock on top of her, and I'm gonna try to uh, use my halberd to like pry the rock off of awesome. her. Awesome. Okay. So, I need you to give me a strength check, which you should have disadvantage because of your exhaustion oh, level shit. one. And then at the same time, I will need Astra to give me an acrobatics check. 20. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Keth was very excited about his 20 Astra. (laughs) 19. All right. You manage to free Astra completely. Uh, You pull, he puts his halberd like right in between a crevice, pushes the boulder up, and you slide your ankle out without feeling any pressure. Awesome. Astra, your turn. Okay. I'm just going to sigh really heavily. Thanks, Keth. Am I close to Dorith or Finch? I mean, yeah, y'all are all in this vicinity of the rubble. Okay, I'm going to notice. First, I'm going to look over on my shoulder and make sure Oystrich is okay. He's actually not there. But then, like, as you look around on the ground to find him, he's just kind of running around, like, trying. Like, he dodged off of you to get away from the rocks even faster than you. Man, Dave, I thought you were going to, like, actually, like, (laughs) do... Oh, my God. I ain't pulling on them heartstrings yet. Oh, damn. You did a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, let me just fuck up your life real quick. Um, okay, I'm just going to scoop him up real quick and just kind of like... Reposition him on yeah. your shoulder? Okay. Um, I'm going to notice Dorith, and since he weighs fucking nothing, 
and he has a giant boulder on him. Um, I'm going to try to help with that. Okay. You're just going to try and like push back on the boulder? Um, You said it's... He's like, his like thigh is deep into the rubble. And there's also a large boulder like hauling all that down as well. Okay. Like how large compared to me? Like, do I think I can take it? It's about the same height as you. Okay. It's very large. If she does decide to come over to me, I have a very sad face (laughs) upon my face. I think I would just try to like lean against it, like the b- big boulder, and try to like pull him out. Okay, so you're gonna thing. like lean against it and then try and like pull pull him as as you're leaning against yeah. it. Okay, give me a strength save. Uh, nineteen. Okay, so you push as hard as you can. Uh, what is your actual strength ability score? Twelve. All right, so you push as hard as you can, but you can't seem to make it budge. You feel it like rocking a little bit. But nothing seems to happen, Dorothy. You feel no get like no give on it, it whatsoever. Is she pulling me? Um, she's unable to push and pull at the same time. Oh, okay. so she couldn't manage to do it. No. Okay. So after Astra is Finch, who's also still trapped. Correct. Yeah. I'm um, just gonna kind of. I guess I'm assume I'm laying down, so I'm going to like sit up. And just try and like see if I can get this thing to wiggle at all, just to see how really on me it is. Okay. Um, give me a strength check, and you have disadvantage on this because you're exhausted. Of course. Seven. Seven. You try to push it around, but you see that the little rocks that were holding it up in place split apart, and it falls on floor. You take four damage. Felomir. Well, seeing all of this happen i think i'm gonna walk over to keth and i'm gonna put my arm on your shoulder and close my eyes and mutter a few words and i'm gonna cast guidance Ooh, didn't know you had that right what's that do uh it just gives you uh you can roll an additional d4 on any ability check and add that to your total what were the words (laughs) you couldn't hear them (laughs) but you said them um, I'm speaking I'm, in. I'm orc- not asking as Doris. I'm asking as another dude at this fucking table. You're the best. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna mutter in Orcish. Um, Just say it in Orcish. Flex. <laughs> <laughs> I like, am beautiful. <laughs> like you just ate some spinach. After fellow me, we're back at the top of the order, which is, but at the end of the round, uh, Doroth, because you're still trapped, you take four damage. Finch, because you're still trapped, you take six. Can I go now? Yes. I, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pull the trigger on that cure wounds. Okay. This can't go on much longer. Uh, I'm just going to, Sing a soft lullaby to myself. <laughs> Dorth makes Dorth better. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, all right, that's going to be 11. Cool. All right, after Dorth is Keth. Does guidance, does it last for a certain amount of time, or is it just one check? It's up to a minute. Cool. But you use it once, and then it goes away. Yes. Uh, okay, so with, a, with this advantage, I'd choose which role to use it on. You can use it on any ability check. Of your choosing within okay. the one minute time limit. Cool. Uh, I guess Doroth is probably the next closest. Okay. So sure. I'll start to try to. Is it big rocks, little rocks? For him, it was a large amount of rubble and a large rock on top of that rubble, on all the way up to his thigh. Like his leg is completely buried. Okay. Help me. 
guess I'll use my shield to try to like scoop the smaller rubble like out of the way to try to free his leg up as much as possible. Okay. I will say that though you can't delay, I will give Astra a reaction because she's next in line to um, possibly think of a way to help Keth. Okay. Yeah. If, I'll if I did that, does it look like the rock's going to fall this way or the other give way? Give me a survival check. Six. You're not sure. Is that is that the check or did he already do it? No, he hasn't done it okay. yet. Okay. Um, yeah, I will choose to. Um, I was going to cast Mage Hand to give like an extra little bonus because that can lift up to 10 pounds. Okay. So, yeah, give me our strength check for you, Keth, and then give me a dexterity check or a spell casting check. And what is that? <laughs> That's your spell casting attack? Okay. 20. Crimus is a Crimus regardless if I add guidance to it, right? Mm-hmm. It is. Yep, Crimus. Doroth, give me an acrobatics check. Please, for the love of God, you already used your lucky time. But, like, how the fuck am I acrobatic in any form? I'm stuck. Well, yeah. Okay, we'll you can still wiggle we'll, 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 your way out. I, 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 I think, think <laughs> yeah. in D&D 5e, people use acrobatics as an escape artist check. Okay. That's going to be a 10. Okay. So, Keth, you are scooping rocks. Astra, you are helping with, like, using your mage hand to move rocks as well. Doroth, you see what's going on, and you see that boulder start to tilt over, and you start frantically <laughs> trying to wiggle out of it. And, Keth, you feel like you're doing a great job with this scooping of rocks, and, you, and you're not paying attention to that boulder at all. And as you see Doroth, like, wiggling out of the rocks, you actually see him scamper away, and then the boulder falls. And it pushes you out of the way, Keth, doing... um four damage, but Doroth, the boulder rolls down onto your leg and then rocks all the way up to the thigh and then rolls back and you pull yourself out just in time, but you hear the worst bones crack all throughout your entire leg. My leg is broken. Your leg is broken. Mm. Oh! (laughs) No, Doroth! My hip! (laughs) Can I see anything or am I just like, what's happening out there? No, no, all five of you, or the four of you that didn't experience the pain, all see this happen. And like his leg is basically crushed. Finch. All right, I I have a crowbar in my bag. I'm gonna try and reach it. That is is not going to fix my leg. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, a crowbar will definitely help in this situation. I'm going to try and, like, get it in between my leg and whatever rock is on it to try and at least relieve that pressure that it is now putting on. So a crowbar would give you advantage in this situation, Um, but because you're at disadvantage, it's just going to be a neutral roll. Uh, It'll be a strength save. Or, sorry, strength check. Crit. Perfect. You take that crowbar, like, seeing Doroth's leg get crushed, you're like, I am not going down like that. (laughs) And you take the crowbar and you wiggle it in and you push that boulder up as hard as you can while slipping your ankle out. And then you, like, do, like, a little backward somersault just to get out of the way as Mm -hmm. soon as possible, afraid that that boulder's also going to roll down on top of you. And the five of you are free. And we are now no longer in initiatives. Cool. Run over to Doroth. (laughs) Yeah, same. Oh, wait, did I do damage for the leg? No. Oh, no. oh, oh, sorry. Let me do that real quick. Pick up the most sided dice you have. It's going to be 12 damage. Okay. North, are you, are you okay? No. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just seeing his leg. 
Yeah, you actually do see bones sticking through oh the God. skin. Bones? Yes. So it, I. It rolled up your no. leg. Dang. All right, so I'm going to like glance at it and then not ever look at it again. <laughs> Almost threw up just then. <laughs> So I, I doubt this very heavily, but mending probably wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to, being the caring person that I am, I'm going to rush over to Doris and grab something. Um, <laughs> On me? Out or? Of, no, just out of my shit and try to wrap him or something. Okay. Uh, does it look What like- are you going to wrap him with? Um... <laughs> Does it look like we can re his bones can be realigned? Holy shit, do not. <laughs> do, all right. There are we'll say there are three breaks in the leg. One at the shin and one in the femur and then one on the foot. The one the one that's sticking through the leg, like through the skin, is going to be the shin. Can, can it be popped back in place? <laughs> <laughs> Give me survival checks, everyone. But what about medicine checks? Me- All right. If you have medicine or survival, I mean your both. choice. 13. 17. 16. 20. 22. Astra freaking out. You're just trying to come up with any idea whatsoever. But then the f- you hear the four of them start to kind of discuss it, including you, Doroth, in a frantic way. You all realize that the best option is to sort of place the bones back into position, create a stint and go from there. Guys, I think I might know what to do. I I heard about this happening to someone during the Crimson Command trials. It wasn't on with with my group, it was with someone else. Um we need to make some sort of splint. We got to keep his leg straight. We need to try and pull it out, get those bones back in. Um, just off the top of my head, I'm thinking we can use a handful of my arrows to go around his leg, and then we can wrap something around that. I'll, I'll use some of my leather armor. I don't care. But we, <laughs> unless someone's got some fabric. Or I got I got rope still we could try, but he's going to need to hold still, and this is not going to be pleasant. I've got plenty of, of rope. Well, I'm going to walk over and get on a knee and start taking some arrows out and just looking at his leg. Yeah, well, first things first, we got to... Get those bones back in place. Uh, I got this. Don't oh, touch man. me! <laughs> Do not touch me, you frigid bitch! I'm in pain! It's okay. I've, I've popped one of my bones back oh in place God. before. So I can't. I can't, it's not I bad. can't Dave. I'm going to puke IRL. I'm going to take like a piece of fabric or something and just like, here, you may want to bite onto this. No! I'm going to pop off uh, five arrowheads. From five arrows. Okay. Every, wait, wait. Regular everyone, ones, not the bolts. Everyone, wait. Where is that that liquor? <laughs> Here it is. It's not a bad call. <laughs> I'll hand him the the pappy pappy wan pinkle. Okay. And, yeah, close enough. Whatever the fuck. I'm going to drink it. How much? Like a, a large gulp. <laughs> okay. Give me a Constitution check. Nine. You see Doroth take, like, gulp subconsciously. He just goes, gulp again. And then he, like, puts his eye, like, he comes up and looks at all of you and then grins real heavily. And then his head just falls back and he's just still smiling, knocked out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's probably for the best. I'll uh, I'll take the bottle out of his hands and (laughs) put it back up. (laughs) Why don't y'all, like, do that shit from Karate Kid? (laughs) That seems pretty painless. 
What happened in Karate Kid? He broke his leg, and then he, then Mr. Miyagi took him back in the back room and like <laughs> <laughs> he literally some, did this and it was fixed. I'll put some good vibes in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he did the crane stance and kicked his ass in the face, <laughs> and it was great. Doroth is knocked out. Okay. Um. I guess Keth, can you just keep some weight on his shoulders to make sure he stays in place? Yeah. I'll uh I'll get behind him and just kind of hold him. Is he okay. wearing pants or is he wearing like shorts? I'm wearing pants. I'm going, but I mean they're they're torn. Yeah. If I can't roll it up past the break, then I'm gonna cut that pant part okay. off. Give me a survival check. Fourteen. Okay. Yeah. You um you manage to roll it up to like the knee, and then you realize you can't get it any further than that. The knee's probably fine though, right? I mean, well, it's the thigh and the knee oh. that's broken, and the ankle. Oh shit. Or not ankle, but the foot. So all the way up to his thigh. I don't have a lot of leg to begin with. Like, <laughs> okay. my whole ass leg got rolled over. Damn. Um, does it look like it would be easy to take his pants off, or does it look like they're going to catch on bone trying to pull it down? You just might want to cut it. All right, cut I'm, I'm cutting off, that man. pant leg off. I'm cutting it off. Astra's got mending, so she could just put, <laughs> put the pants back together. <laughs> oh, man, that's really convenient. I know that. <laughs> I'm still going to try and like not cut his waistband, so at least the it'll stay kind of up. I mean, that doesn't matter either, because okay. they could just be replaced by right. Cut his shit off. <laughs> well, either way, I'm, I'm going to cut that. his shirt off, too. <laughs> <laughs> just fuck all that shit up. All right, so give me a survival check to put the bones back into place. I'm going to need three of them total. 15. Okay. 26. Cool. And 15 again. Okay. We're going to go from top to bottom because that makes sense. So you uh, kind of massage the thigh a little bit and then you like use your thumbs to just go, give me a constitution save, Dorth, even though you're knocked out. Oh my God, please don't wake up. Oh, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, that's a 12. Okay. You move down to the shin. The bones are sticking out of the skin. So you kind of like don't have to massage to figure out exactly where they're well, positioned. Get Knowing that this one's a little more on the skin, I might be like, Felomir, kind of put a hand on his hip too. I'll do that. Okay. You take your thumbs and you just kind of put your put them right on top of the bone. And then you go, give me another constitution safe door. 19. All right. You move down to the foot. You kind of like look like you're trying to give like a basically a foot massage from the like underside of the foot, and you're trying to feel like which exact bone is broken. You can only see like the lump in the skin, basically, and then you figure out where they need to connect, and you give me another Constitution save, Doris. Ten, and he never wakes up. Whew. Again, <laughs> <He's> dead. <laughs> you check to make sure if he's breathing. You feel a pulse on his neck. He's good. Am I still smiling? He Yes. That is creepy. Vappy <laughs> <laughs> Wan Pinkle's pretty strong stuff. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for your help. Um, Kath, if you could still keep holding just around the shoulders, though, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, I'm then going to, I guess, take some the arrows that I now have that are just the wood. Okay. And I'm going to try and, I, with my hemp rope, I guess, is what I'm going to use and just kind of wrap okay. around. What are you going to do about the open wound? Oh, there's still open wounds. Um. If only I was awake. <laughs> <laughs> Can anyone do anything about these open wounds, like, magically? His potions. Oh, yeah. We know that the first one heals. True. But So you want to reach into his belt what, and see? The other ones, yeah. I mean, he's going to be pissed, but at the same time, if he's alive, he might not be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, how many more potions do you have with red in it? 
three. So you're going to reach into the belt and see what you can find? Yeah. The first one you pull out of his belt is completely black. Ooh. I'm going to keep looking. Okay. The second one you pull out is completely rainbow colored. So it seems completely intact still. All right. I'm going to... Assuming I can, like, kind of feed the first layer to him. Okay. So you're going to, like, try to, like, carefully feed just the first layer to him? Yeah. Um, Give me... Or no, you don't need to do anything for that. Um, God. (laughs) (laughs) Doroth, you are healed for 10 health. Okay. Cool. And the wound of his leg... You see it kind of alchemy-like blend back together into just skin and leaves a really nasty scar, though, on his shin. But it's healed? But it is healed. Nice. Perfect. The legs or the bones? No. Okay. So The, f- the open wounds? Okay. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So from, from there, uh, I'll uh, start to tie up the splint. Okay. And I have uh, 50 feet of hemp rope. So how much rope do you think? Is it like 5, 10? I don't know if you want to use rope. No? Okay, well, all I have is this rope. <laughs> um, I will say, though, an arrow for a long bow is probably, like, four feet long. I'll break them to size. So, yeah, like, five, five would, like, completely circle around his leg if you broke them all in half, like, with ten That's what I would solid like to do. pieces. Yeah. Also, when we're done using it, I can mend those back together for <laughs> there you. you. Go. Anytime <laughs> anybody breaks anything, remind me that I have fucking mending. <laughs> Did I say this was your right leg or your left leg? Left leg. Okay. Wait, left leg was trapped. I don't think you specified which leg. Oh, I'm just going to treat it as the same leg. Okay, left leg. Yeah, y'all were left leg. I was right leg. Okay. Uh, Give me another survival check to create the... Or did we already do that? Well, we decide if I'm using rope or does anybody have oh, anything else? Right. Uh, I've got the shirt and I'll take my, my tunic off. <laughs> Keth, you're already freezing. You don't have shoes. Well, I'll I'll get some of my robe. Um, or even like the bedroll that's over Finch. I'll just get my pocket knife out and like tear some pieces off of it. Okay. So yeah, she creates some uh, strips from her bedroll. And I will assist in the process now that there's not a disgusting wound to look at. (laughs) So uh, give me a survival check with advantage because she's assisting Finch. 22. All right. You successfully create a, is it splint or stint? Splint. You successfully create a splint for his entire leg. <laughs> Fantastic. And thanks for that advantage because I rolled it two at first. Nice. So um, what this means to have a broken leg is that you can no longer take reaction actions in combat. If you are using a crutch, your movement speed is halved. If you've got player assistance, your movement speed is halved. If you have no crutch, your movement speed is five feet. Okay. But none of this matters yet because I am KO'd. So the four of you that are awake investigate the collapse after kind of helping Doroth's leg situation and kind of discussing further what's happened. And you realize that about how deep into the entrance the collapse is, you all feel you might be trapped in this mine because you walked in about 20 feet, then you darted back about another 10 or 20 feet, and that collapse is probably 30 feet deep. There ain't no going back, guys. No, it doesn't look like it. Maybe there's a way out, though. Um, You do feel that the temperature here is probably about 30 degrees, though, instead of, you know, 20 or less. I'm just going to sit down and put my back up against the wall and lean my head back to him like, 
there's only one way to go. We're not going to sit here forever, but we prob- I need to sit here for a while. We probably shouldn't sit right here in case these rocks decide to move again. That is a no. good idea. I mean, who knows what's up ahead, but I, I don't think we should stay at this exact location. We can move a little further up and then take a rest. Yeah, maybe scout the area out a little bit. Let's do it. Hey, companions. I know I missed last week and it probably made y'all think I was getting back into bad habits, but I promise that is not the case. I simply just couldn't get it done. This session of gameplay was a little long, so instead of not giving you guys any content this week, I'm giving you half of our gameplay now. Next Thursday, you should get the other half. I also want to take this time to thank our Patreon supporters. In no particular order, we got Colby Parker, Caitlin Lindbergh, Dave Lahr, Andrew O'Dell, and Dave Schmidt-Henner. I hope I didn't mispronounce any of your names. And for those that didn't know, I'm trying to do some sneak peeks to the episodes the week before for our dedicated companions on Patreon, which is for only $3 a month. And keep in mind, these donations do help keep our podcast going with new equipment and subscription fees just to keep our podcast available. So if you're feeling able or generous, donate what you can. I won't be offended if you can't, but it really does help us out. Thanks again for sticking around and waiting for the episode release. We should be back next week with the release of Through Thick and Dim Part 7. This arc is shaping up to be a long one. Hi, I'm Drew. And I'm Landry. We're the hosts of You Simply Must. You Simply Must? What's that? It's a comedy podcast all about sharing things that we love with each other and sometimes with the guest. TV shows, food, games, movies, whatever. That's right. Think of it as Oprah's favorite thing, but weekly and with more segments specifically designed to gaslight the other person. We release new episodes every Wednesday. You can find the show on iTunes or at yousimplymustpodcast.com. Hey, person hearing this ad, have you ever listened to our show? No. You Simply Simply Must! Are you a lifelong fanboy, a new nerd, or are you just clueless and curious about all the comic book movie buzz and want to know more? Then tune in to Between the Cons, the twice-weekly podcast for Life Between Comic Cons, where Chris and friends discuss nerdy news. Why is it always Chris and friends? We have stupid nicknames that you made up for us. I'm going to start calling you Dr. Big Boy Pants. Where Chris, Chris 2, MF Dane, Mr. Naughty List, the Wonder Twins, Masterman Drabo, the Ginger Giant, and the Outlaw Steve Jr. Thank you. Discuss nerdy news, review movies, and dive deep into the big topics that encompass our fandoms. Subscribe today on iTunes and Google Play at BetweenTheCons.com.